0: Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to the Right Brain Christmas Extravaganza. I mean, holidays. quantonicmas. Whatever. (laughs) My name is J.F. Dubois. I am your going-to-be-polite-to-Paul-for-an-entire-episode host. And with me is my good friend, Paul Inman. Paul,
1: how are you? I'm did not see any of that coming, J.F. I did not see any of that coming. In the pre-show, it was like, hey, how's it going? You ready? Let's do this. And then as soon as we hit record, I get Santa, J.F. Dubow. <laughs> yes, <So. laughs> well, I am
0: getting fatter. <laughs> nah. It turns you out, look great. <laughs> it turns out having a desk a desk job and then going home to a second desk job is not very conducive to weight loss.
1: No, I would think not. But no. I, I, what do I know? I'm just one guy. Who knows? You're um,
0: you're an athlete, so you wouldn't understand my problems.
1: <laughs> ah, comedy! I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome everyone to episode number 38. It is the holidays. We hope you're having a joyous time with your you and yours, and whatever it is you do. And uh, we're going to talk about stuff for the upcoming year, 2017. Yes Right, JF? That's on the docket, right? That's on the place. That's
0: on the docket This is our Christmas Christmas and New Year's episode We might have like another episode during the holiday But right now I wanted to wanted to record this one Kind of bank it before Christmas Because Paul has a family and friends Now, I can record any time Because I have a bit of family But generally speaking, I'm alone um, So, But Paul actually has responsibilities to his loved ones um, So I don't want to deprive him of that so we're, <laughs> well, we're recording early
1: <laughs> yes i appreciate that so um yeah uh well let's just talk then jf you just finished uh a pretty big milestone just the other day correct
0: yes if by other day you mean three o'clock this morning you I are do, correct that's what my I friend
1: <laughs> that is what i mean so you have turned in what potentially could be One of the final drafts for A God in the Shed, is that correct?
0: Yes, this would be draft number eight. When it comes back to me, I should have 48 hours to review and apply any further and final revisions. So, in theory, my editor, knowing that's the timetable we're working with, should not be giving me any major changes anymore, which is good. Um, I project that I will be doing an all-nighter come that time, but until then, I am done. Just to give you an impression of how insane my previous day was, I had to wake up at 5.30, do a full day's work, come home, record two podcasts, including the episode of Right Brain where we had uh, Becky and, and, and Christine on, and um, right. then after that, do edits until three uh, 3.30 in the morning before going to bed and waking up again at 6.30. It's great, I feel awesome yes and
1: uh i'm sure you guys don't know but it is nine almost 10 o'clock now at night so it's been a long day for jf and (laughs) uh he's tired so this episode should be fun um, <laughs> it's it's an
0: Well, let's let's put everything on the table, Paul. You have a splitting headache.
1: I do, I do. I think it's some kind of migraine. I can feel like the nail in the back of my eye. You know mm. that you ever get that one? One of those? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah They're yeah. the worst. Yeah, yeah. my my, worst. Uh,
0: my family's prone to, to to migraines, like the crippling ones, where just the glow uh-huh. of the light hurts. Yeah, yep, those are great.
1: Those are my favorite, except Mm -hmm. for they're the worst. Um, So this episode is going to be awesome, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. We love you. Yes, we'll see you next week. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) well, let me tell you a little bit about what I've been doing, JF. Um, I uh, have been out of school now for a few days, and I've been working on uh, trying to get um, the sequel to Ageless in a better place. Okay. I kind of have an idea of what's going on, and I I know what I want to do. But I'm struggling, if you listen to last week's episode, I'm struggling with structure a little bit because I want to try to make this a more uh, standard structure of um, kind of the opposite of what Ageless was. I want this to be less nonlinear and more linear. With Mm -hmm. that said, I can already tell you that I've written... uh, two chapters, 25, 30 pages, I don't know, something like that, two chapters, three chapters, and a prologue or something, so I don't know how to count it yet, because I think I'm going to divide it differently, actually, but uh, anyway, so um, yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm stepping back, and I'm looking at how, like, rising action effects like getting to the climax and then bringing it back down to the resolution. And I'm looking at my overall story, and I decided I'm going to be a lot more planned out this time. In fact, do you know what, I'm sure you know what Prezi is. Prezi? Have I you do ever know Prezi? what Prezi
0: is. Prezi is, it used to be the online poor man's PowerPoint, but it's evolved to be much more useful.
1: Yes, so anyway, I, I opened a Prezi um, recently, and I started making a Prezi, which is basically a visual is the layout.
0: There's a season for Prezis. Yes,
1: it is. Um, I, it's a vi- I started making a visual layout of what my story could be, and um, putting some, uh, maybe, I don't know, I don't want to say too detailed, but some getting, getting a little bit more to the point with everything that I have. Um, so... Yeah, I'm just that's where I am, and I'm hoping to get it done by the thirty first. But we're running out of days, JF. My goal was to get it done before twenty sixteen. Speaking of goals, um, I'm I might not meet that goal, so I think I might be expanding that goal into the new year, to twenty seventeen.
0: Was you mean your goal was to write all of the sequel?
1: Uh, a first draft, a first draft. Um, honestly, it's it's yeah, going gonna, to be. Yeah, you're not going to make it. No, I'm not going to make it. It's going to be a novella, I think. So I've got about seven or 8,000 words right now. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm stepping back to reevaluate. And I'm looking at it being between thirty and 40,000 words, which is a pretty large novella. But
0: um, You say novella, and that disappoints me because as someone who's read and enjoyed Ageless, the idea of going for that specific character and giving him his storyline, I, I don't know. I feel like I want more than just novella. But I don't want to put pressure on you. Well, I can tell you,
1: it'll be what it is. I, I, I'm shooting to look at a novella-style novel, because really, in my mind, like this is how it goes. Like This is like an offshoot of the main story. You see what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. kind of like a a side story, maybe? A I don't know.
0: spin-off?
1: A spin-off is a good word. Yeah, that's a good, you that's a good term. It,
0: um, you should call it like timeless, an ageless story.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Like a standalone
1: that sounds kind of like something that came out recently. Rogue uh, One, a Star Wars story. Never heard of it. <laughs> did you get a chance to see it yet? Yeah, we won't get off the subject too much, but did you get a chance to see it? No. Mm.
0: No. And it was good, man. Judging I judging by my calendar um, in the next little while. Um, I won't get to see it for at least another week, week and a half. And I'm frustrated because when I saw the previews, and I'll, I'll close this tangent very quickly, but when I saw the previews, okay. there was a lot that kind of bothered me about the main character. There were some things that didn't feel credible about the main character. And some of my friends who knew my concerns came back and said, nope, none of that stuff that you were worried about happens. Everything is awesome. And then I cheered and I danced and I danced a bit more. But nah, now I have to wait to see it. So
1: um, I actually know what you're talking about, what you're referring to. And I think I agree with your friends that that, that you can feel safe. Yeah, you the, can feel they, safe.
0: Basically, my worry is that the, uh, the, the, the trailers portrayed a very, very young, clearly inexperienced character giving orders and leading a band of grizzled veterans. And that felt very strange to me. It didn't feel realistic. And I didn't feel like I would be able to really believe in the character which is kind of sad since it's supposed to be the main character and i'm told nah that doesn't happen it's just like the way the trailer is cut puts like a bunch of lines out of context i'm like yeah stupid trailers
1: so i'm fine (laughs) that's what trailers do best
0: (laughs) like i want i want this main character to have an arc that like i can get behind i want to sympathize and understand her and i want her to you know rise up and become like uh, like the hero that she's meant to be and the character she's meant to be i don't want her like i don't want like super experienced especially characters i've seen in other animated like what is it force whitaker's character is is basically taken Mm -hmm. from um, from from, uh, from rebels, the animated series yeah. like i don't want to see this guy who was already fighting like the empire when um Jin was like you know, an itch in her father's scrotum like <laughs> be taking orders from her like i want her i want her to be learning from him like i want i want this to be believable and apparently it is so i'm like mm, i'm all in all right enough about this
1: so let's, let's bring it back. Yeah, we'll bring it back. Um, the cool thing about Rogue One, and I'm sure everybody knows this that that listens, and but if you don't, um, one of the story creators was Gary Whitta, who is um, an Inkshares author, just like JF and I. And we—he's
0: well, uh, we, different. Like he's a successful uh, one.
1: Yes, yes. Let's clarify, of course. Um, so. Uh, that's kind of cool, and uh, one of the neat things that we got to do for our contest long, long ago, um, or should I say long, what is it? What is the crawl at the beginning? Oh, my gosh. I am not a good Star Wars fan right now. You're the worst. Um, in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, I, I messed it up. That's why. So, anyway.
0: Long, long time um, ago. Galaxy far, far away. Let's <laughs> Yes.
1: On. A long time ago, uh, we got to um, have a little, quote, mentor Meeting with uh, Gary Whitta and that was cool. So that was mm-hmm. all. That's all. I just wanted to say that that was fun and he was a good guy and he talked uh, extensively about the cover that was not chosen for Ageless.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that I, was that was fun. Yeah, it was. I mean, look, I enjoy name dropping as much as the next guy, and I, I agree. It was talking to Gary was fun. It was um, it was great because he liked talking about the craft a lot. Right. That was. And cool. Basically, just having like it—it was essentially nerding out with someone about the art of writing. Like it—it wasn't one of those uh, mentorship where someone is just talking down to you about how you should do your, you know, how you should process your creative endeavors, but more just nerding out with a fellow fan of the of the narrative arts. Yeah, it was good. It was,
1: it, was, it was good. It was a lot of fun.
0: And I'm super eager to see his work on, uh, on Rogue One when I get a chance. Also, eat theater popcorn, which is one of my favorite things in the world.
1: Nice. Um, uh, and Here's another tangent. Sorry. But that reminded me. I used to work at a movie theater um, oh, about a decade ago. So, um, And I got all the popcorn that I could ever want to the point where I was like, I hate this popcorn now. So... <sighs> If we went to the movies to see Rogue One, JF, we'd get the popcorn, and I just wouldn't have very much. I would just have one or two handfuls because it just like ugh, you know, anymore. So and hey, and coincidentally, um, while I was while I was working at the movie theater, Episode three of Star Wars came out, um, and I actually was uh, my job at the theater was um. I was I worked in the booth upstairs <laughs> so I put the movie people walking out <laughs> of the
0: theaters it's like no man it's cool It's okay it's okay <laughs> No Special I worked in the were nice
1: Yeah I worked in the booth upstairs so when um I was taking the movie apart because it was on film then now I don't think it is at at least not at the theaters around here but uh I I actually took about 10 frames of the movie and uh yeah I have them in one of my Star Wars hardback books like as a bookmark <laughs> You thief! Yeah, I know I'm the worst. But hey, the movie had ran its, it had done its run, and I just took. Actually, it wasn't even that many because I don't know how big is a frame. I don't know, like an inch or two. So maybe it was only like three or four frames. I'm gonna because it it's
0: about thirty five millimeters.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, it was, um, you know, it was a uh, bookmark size, so it couldn't have been that many. But you know, All right. and of course, I took it during the the duel with Obi Wan, of course, because <laughs> that was. To me, for me, that was the best part. I I was like excited about that.
0: I would have taken something about ships because I like ships in Star Wars. I am very, very excited for the ships in in Rogue One. Like more than any characters. Like people are like, "Oh man, Alan Tudyk is playing playing a droid." I don't care. Cool fighters. Anyways, (laughs) enough about Star Wars. This is not right Wars or Star Brain. Star Mm. Brain.
1: (laughs) I want to talk.
0: I want to talk about the end of the year. Like, we're going to have three segments where you and I, like, we're going to talk about what basically the the standard, the typical, the cliche, the tropes of end of year episodes and just about anything. The first thing I want to talk to you about, Paul, is 2016. Now, some will say that 2016 was a pretty bad year for a lot of things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will not disagree with that in some ways.
0: Some will say that politics may have been a bit, oh, I don't know, rough. Um, <laughs> others will say that we've had some luminaries in the entertainment arts that have um, fallen like leaves in a tree or, you know, vanished uh, like uh, like tears in the rain. Yeah, um, several. Uh, once we're done, we need to talk about the Blade Runner trailer. Okay. Um, all right, so it's it's 2016 has had its ups and downs um actually the, I've, I've read a couple of articles that kind of di- dissected statistically as far as like as celebrity deaths and all that like and it's actually kind of on par with other years it's just it feels like it's hitting harder paul we're about to bid farewell to 2016. as a writer as a creative individual what was like what was your favorite and least favorite moment of 2016? Yeah, anyway.
1: that's, that's a tough question, but I could tell you what my favorite one was. Um, uh, it's actually a collection of moments, is that okay? Uh, that uh, surround okay. Um, the release of my first and currently only novel, Ageless. Because, like, you know, it, you spend a huge chunk of, well, for me, I, I mean, I spent a huge chunk of my life seeing if I could even pull this off. And just to be able to Hold the book in my hand, and to see other people have it, I would say that that's definitely one of the best moments um, as a writer for for uh, from this particular year. Um, as far as the worst go, I don't know, man. Uh, I I wanna I like I wanna say be cliched and go oh bad reviews, but really those reviews for the most part are uh, helpful, you know. So they help me grow. So I mean, even the bad reviews are at least you know something that i can use
0: so i don't know that's hard uh yeah, worse is hard to come up with like it's, yeah, it's weird is because it's 2016 right it's supposed to be the worst year ever right right <laughs> there's, there's um, been so many memes about how bad 2016 is and yet like i'm even like i'm asking you the question and i'm trying to think of my own worst moments of worst moment 2016 i'm having a really hard time
1: yeah me too um i can i can add a couple more good moments as a as a creative individual um i got to write a really cool uh short story for the anthology that we're gonna be in uh in the future that was a very cool short story i had a lot of good feedback from beta readers and uh um hopefully uh hopefully that people love that i hope and we had a lot of cool guests on the show i mean that's great those are those are good things
0: I'm um, hoping to continue that trend into two thousand and seventeen but we'll talk yeah. we'll we'll get to two thousand seventeen later jump in the gun j f now we're still we're still in two thousand and sixteen
1: <laughs> so I don't know man worst is uh i i honestly looking back at the entire year, i'd say that uh i don't i don't know man, because my edits were pretty much locked in in early january mid january last uh this past january i guess um So I was going to say editing was a little bit challenging at times, but really, that was really 2015. Um, Maybe right now, like what I said with the sequel to Ageless, I'm just having a a little bit of a struggle trying to put this into a a box that it doesn't want to go in, maybe. You know what I mean? So Mm. I don't know. That's a tough question. All right, your turn. Best and worst.
0: All right. Well, my my best moment is going to be in this. This this is so. It's not even a humble brag. It's just like a plain old brag. My favorite moment of two thousand sixteen, especially on the creative basis, was being relieved um, that going to LA and meeting studio people, like Hollywood people. I like I've told this story before, but the I had this preconceived notion of very shallow, like just fake people that like would try to just like force their ideas down my throat and just subvert my, 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 my creativity to their own ends. And having that hour and a half brainstorming meeting with with Akiva Goldsman and his team and Brooklyn Weaver from energy entertainment was reassuring, was invigorating. And it did something for my own self-confidence regarding my story and this, like th- 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 this, energy has now kind of dissipated as time's gone on, as I've gone through editing. Right. But I have a lot of difficulty, you know, looking at my work and feeling this is good, this is worthy of my readers. Um, it's 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 a problem, if you will, it's a lack of self confidence. But being able to talk to people who are, and it's it's shallow in a way, but these are accomplished individuals. These are individuals that work in that field that have. Um, that, that that have accomplished things that I can't even dream of getting to. And having them say, no, what you did is good was extremely validating and allowed me to walk out of there thinking, okay, it's, maybe it's not perfect. Maybe I can still see flaws everywhere. But there's not enough flaws for this to be considered bad. I can work on this. I can move from this point on. And there's not many moments in your life as a creative individual where you're basically placed in the presence of strangers who validate you that, that much. Like having my friends and family tell me that what I do is good is fun and is great. and It's very encouraging. It's important to get that kind of support. But they are my friends and family. Right. So having like these, these, these people that I've never met before kind of champion me like that Was it was a you know borderline life changing at least life changing as far as this specific book and project was concerned.
1: That's awesome, and I and I totally know what you mean. I actually tell Kim, and it's a little running joke we have. I go, your opinion doesn't count, (laughs) but but keep giving it to me and telling me that you love everything, because the second you stop saying that, then I'm gonna feel even worse, you know.
0: (laughs) I I'd like to think that um, loved ones and families and your wife are their opinions that count they just count differently they don't validate right. the work but they do support it and it's it sounds like it's the same thing but it's not it's they're, they're the people that even if your work sucks like they they may tell you hey this is good it's not you know perfect and you still need to work at it but they're they're the ones who will keep you from you know absolutely destroying yourself right
1: and really Um, like your family friends and family are going to be proud of you for putting in that work anyway you know no matter what i mean unless it's like really terrible (laughs) and (laughs) then (laughs) they may just go hey that was yeah here here it is you can have it back
0: (laughs) yeah my 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 biggest fear like as uh, as uh, a paranoid uh slightly delusional individual is that no matter how nice people are about my work, I always feel like, here's a little anecdote. Very, very fun. So I got into this car accident a while back, uh, 20 years ago. And I woke up in a hospital, I had a concussion, I had broken legs, I had like a messed up arm. Anyways, and the thing is, people are like doctors are extremely careful what they tell you because they don't want to give you false information so if they don't know they don't tell you and everybody was being so nice and you know taking care of me with like these these very like gloves and just just very like kids gloving around me to the point where because of my flaws in my brain I started being sure that oh my God, I have brain damage and I'm now, like I now have some kind of cognitive uh, handicap. I'm not realizing it because it's in my head, but people are being like that towards me because they think I now, like because I have like this this thing. They, they're not telling me, like the doctors won't tell me what, what my prognosis is because they think I can't handle it. Like just making up these scenarios. This is how I think about things. So when people like compliment me on a book, like it's very quick for me to jump to the they're just being nice place. I gotcha. I have a worst moment of 2016, and oh, it ties that's in because
1: uh, no, I I, no. I I figured out my best while you were while I uh, was thinking about it more. But oh, yeah. keep going. Give me your sure. worst.
0: My worst moment of 2016 is actually kind of a a stretched out thing that's been going on since about the end of September and it's been going on and it's going to keep going until I sort of settle it and give it closure is finishing and sending beta copies of Arc Android, the sequel to Live Engineered to the people who need and need to read it for me. Like the people have asked for it. I have people that keep bothering me saying, where's like, when is Android? When are we going to get to read this? And this is something I've wanted to finish, but because of everything that's been going on with God in the shed, I haven't been able to finish that little 10% of my manuscript that needs to be done to, 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 to be finished with the book. And that's my worst moment because I'm disappointing people who have supported me, people who are waiting to support me. And that bothers me because, I mean, they've like my readers have done so much for me. Like everything I have is because of these people. And I feel like I'm letting them down. And I just do not like that. Well, JF, work faster. Come on. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm, I've tried eliminating sl- as much sleep as possible, but I think I am reaching the, the, the clinical limits.
1: Yeah, no, don't do that, because then the work will, will suffer. You know, I've you been
0: considering to... meth. I've heard great things about it keeping you awake.
1: I'm no, going to just no, glaze no, right over no no. No, no. no, none of that. Don't do that.
0: Coffee, then.
1: <laughs> coffee, coffee. Stick with coffee. Got um, it. Let that to be Let that be the hardest thing that you that you uh that you work with so um the best moment and this is an interesting moment and i don't even know why it's the best moment i think maybe just because it it made me feel something you know i don't even know how i don't know how to describe it like you're
0: usually so numb you have to like cut yourself (laughs) to feel like oh no delicious pain no
1: nope that is not true so uh when we were in Atlanta, and <laughs> I said um, I
0: wouldn't make fun of you. Okay, keep going.
1: <laughs> when we were in Atlanta, and uh, the gentleman at the restaurant came up and talked to us and kind of recognized us. That was really neat, man. And I don't, that was I don't, magical, right? And I don't. I'm not the kind of person who's like, I have to be recognized and I want to be famous and whatever. I don't care about that. Like, I, I write and create things because I like to do it and I enjoy it, and it makes me how it gives me an outlet. Okay. You know? Um, and, uh, so when that happened, that was took, that took everything to a different level for me. And I was like, man, that is pretty amazing that someone would, uh, come up to all of us and and start talking to us about, uh, the things that we've done. So that was, that was probably up there with one of the best things, um, as a, as a creative individual this year.
0: You know, what was really great about that moment for me What's that? Is I got to enjoy the fact that someone recognized the whole thing about the book and came to talk to us, but there were other people to talk to him instead of me. <laughs> That's funny. It's yeah. really the best of both worlds. I get, I get the, <laughs> you know, the gratification of having someone who was no, ostensibly, I guess, a fan uh, approach us, but not have to actually interact. It was beautiful.
1: <laughs> You're a weird dude, man. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> I know what you mean. It is, it's uncomfortable. Like, it's like you shake it, you shake hands and you are and you just kind of, uh huh. Yep. Cool, man. And it's just weird. It's just a weird situation altogether. I mean,
0: um, it, yeah, we, we've, we've talked about this. Like, I would, yeah. I would sit down with one of my readers to talk about their favorite book, talk about what they like about my book and all that for hours. But it's the, that initial moment of hey i really like your book and like this there there's this kind of inequality during that initial interaction that i just don't enjoy
1: anyways yeah it is definitely um uncomfortable sometimes uh although this time it was cool because we were like you said we were in a group a big group of people and the and the guy was really friendly and he was cool oh he
0: there. was super cool
1: yeah and, and that was just a neat experience so uh yeah I don't know, man. I still don't really have a worst other than what I said. I don't know. Well, you I live
0: mean, a charmed life.
1: <laughs> I truly don't, but I just can't think of anything right now. I guess. So, right. uh, what else you got? You said uh, we've got a three parts.
0: Right. Yeah. Second segment. Now we've we've talked about Christmas past ish. Let's talk about Christmas present.
1: Okay. Paul. Yeah.
0: It's the holidays. It is. You probably have whatever the South Carolina equivalent of a Christmas tree is uh, is up in your living room. I'm imagining a, a pile of shellfish just with lights or something. <laughs>
1: no, it's pretty it's much, much a Christmas the, the, tree. Like the smell
0: <laughs> must be terrible.
1: Yeah, it is bad. It's terrible.
0: <laughs> I've I love it, though. I live by I've, the sea. I, 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 I've decided this is what they do in South Carolina. So... <laughs> if you could, as a creative individual, as a writer, and it mm-hmm. can be something like it can be something physical, it can be an event, it can be something metaphysical, it can be an achievement, whatever you want. If you could unwrap a box from underneath your shellfish tree and find <laughs> whatever Christmas present you want for your creative endeavors, career, um, person, whatever, what would it be?
1: Ooh, that's a good one, man. Uh, and it's also a difficult one because the first thing, I'll just tell you the first thing that popped in my mind, um, which is going to probably be disappointing to your question, but the very first thing that popped in my mind is I would love to have a, like, one-off hardback or leather-bound version of Ageless because I just don't have anything like that yet. So that's the first thing that popped in my head. Oh, right. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll give you a link. I know a guy.
1: yeah. Cool man, yeah, do it. I would love it. So um I would that's that's the first thing that popped in my head. But as you further explain the question, I um I don't know, man. There's so many different things that would be useful. Like uh I I like to tell visual stories as well through making videos, so anytime I can get some new video equipment, uh I love that. But it's always expensive, man. That stuff is expensive. So um uh I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe if I could open the box and there's someone to help me learn how to do the three act structure, the basic three act structure. I should have paid more attention in e- so in ELA, you, I guess. So what you want is
0: a slave? Huh.
1: No, well, I don't South want a slave. Carolina. I get it. <laughs> I don't want a slave. This is not you, the 1800s anymore.
0: Paul, like, let it be. Let it be on record that Paul Inman wants to find underneath his shellfish tree a slave.
1: <laughs> oh, JF. <laughs> I said you and you your couldn't. wild imagination. <laughs> you said, and you can't just can't help it. <laughs> I
0: can't. It's a disease.
1: <laughs> so uh, yeah, no. I mean, I don't know, man. That's a tough question. You should have like maybe given me these beforehand, so I could at least nope. had some something, something. I haven't.
0: I haven't spent any time thinking about these. I thought of the questions. I didn't think of the answers yet. Okay. Like, I'm doing this on the spot as much as you are, my friend okay this is why so, i'm having you start
1: <laughs> nice so i guess my answer would be a hard hardback hardback cover of ages i mean a hardback of ageless or a leather bound or something like that something unique that no one else can have i don't know why i want that but i do know why because i want it to be on my shelf and i just want to see it there and it makes me feel good about myself i guess you know do, yeah, do no. you have you have you done that yet with life Engineer?
0: Uh, no, and I, I probably will not get a hardback copy of Life Engineered. I'm I'm happy with Life Engineered as it is. Um, for me, Life Engineered doesn't need to be a very pretty book. I love my cover. Like it, it, it I, no, I was gonna it, say.
1: Like, it's already it, pretty. It needs,
0: yeah, it needs to be a pretty book in the sense that, like, I need, I really needed it to have the proper image, and I got that from Eric Belil. and I'm very satisfied. It's got like the of laser crest on it, and it's, like mm-hmm. it's got that quote from Leah Currents. Like, it's everything I wanted it to be. I don't need it to be a hardcover. It's beautiful as it is. Um. But there is a reason why I know where to direct you if you want a leather bound copy of Ageless is because uh, I know a guy called uh, Joseph Gates, who is a genius, who I'm going to hire to make s- precisely six leather bound copies. He's going to take six copies of God in the shed and he's going to leather bind them for me. I got another okay. friend who does a little metalworking. working. He's going to like put little trinkets that are going to be in the, on the cover. And like very, very cool, super fancy books. And I'm going to take each of these six books. And in each of them, I'm going to write, handwrite, a little secret about the world. Oh, a unique nice. one for each of these books. One of them I'm going to raffle to my pre-order people. Because I said I would. And I have five more that I'm going to keep for fun things.
1: So are there going to be different secrets each book? Yes. Nice. That's cool, then.
0: Yeah, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm eager to be able to do that because that's going to be fun. It's going to be pretty. One of them I'm going to keep.
1: Yeah, that's what I would do.
0: Yeah, and the, the secret in that one is going to be how the book ends.
1: Uh... Well, not the book, the series. Oh, the series. Okay, yeah. that makes that the, makes tri- the sense. The trilogy. Uh, yeah, so, and really it's not about... I need it to be different, ageless to be different. I just have always wanted that. Like, that was my, like my dream, you know. Like when we first started with the uh, the process, I I was like, I want hardback, I want hardback. But then I I really started thinking about it, and you know, paperback is gonna move easier, you know, and that is what you really want. Ultimately, you want people to read your book, you know. So, what, so what I caved.
0: You, I caved. Yeah, what what you want, <laughs> like. The mar- the marketing is a bit weird because I'm I'm obviously you don't want the price point to be too high. You want the books to move, so going to right. a soft cover helps. However, Inkshare is a bit got a bit of that art house sort of vibe to it, so mm-hmm. it's not as bad to go with hard with hardback as it is with, with, as it would be for say like a, a big publisher. Right. It's it, it's it's a hard coin toss to do. It I'm I don't know.
1: Oh yeah, I went back and forth for a long time, but I, find, yeah. I think I made the right decision. So,
0: yeah, no. And th- here's the thing: is we're beginning our writing careers, and right. if things go well, there will be a second edition of Ageless, and maybe that one will have a hardcover. You never oh, yeah. know. Like you, you, you can't just like look at like the the first book is the only thing that will ever be. No, the first book is the first brick in a whole freaking wall of books.
1: Right. Definitely. Yeah, and okay. So what's exactly what's in the uh what's in the box for you under under your wait what do you have in canada maple syrup
0: trees really in the in the land that in the one of the countries closest to north pole which is supposed to be where santa claus lives probably in an underwater facility yeah do you think we don't have evergreens (laughs)
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> I've never been to Canada. Of course, you have evergreens. I have ever—I got green trees right outside of my house.
0: What? Uh-huh. Um, I'm just saying it's more economical to have a shellfish tree.
1: <laughs> okay. So, what's in your box? What's in your um, magic box under your um, Canadian evergreen? It's
0: Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Um, it's, oh. it's, a, it's a seven reference. <laughs> what's in the box. Yeah, exactly. But let's <laughs> let's not do that. So. I have two answers for this. One of them is kind of boring because it's super obvious. What I want to find in the box is basically I want to find my phone. I want to pick up my phone. I want it to vibrate. And I want to open it and see that I have a new mail. And check what the mail is. And I want the mail to be an announcement about like cast selection for the the, the pilot for the God in the Shed television series. It's a low-hanging fruit as far as what you want. But it's the kind of thing that would just... it it would be such an important part of the foundation of my writing career in the future. And although that would be cool in and of itself, um, what's more exciting for me is that this would open the door for me to be able to write more stories, but that's too easy, Paul. That's like, that's that's the equivalent of saying, yeah. Oh, what do you find in a box? Oh, a five book deal. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Not very creative as far as answers are concerned, but I just want to put it out there. That is something. Um, like Another thing they thought, oh, I'd like to just have 10,000 dedicated readers, because if I can have that, I can make a living. Eh, right. again, too easy.
1: Yeah, you didn't think about these answers at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. You made no, up these questions, no, what, like three weeks ago or something? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've been preparing them
0: all year, Ball.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: It's all I do. <laughs> I didn't do any edits during <laughs> November and December. All I did was prepare for this episode. This well, of course. is not improvising off the cuff at all. <laughs> what I would like to find... And this is dumb because th- these, these are all things that I'm kind of making... Okay, here's what I would like to find. I would like to open a box and I would have, like to find a series of folders. Okay. And in each of these folders, I open it and, and there's, um, there's boarding passes... And there's hotel reservations and there's plans and a schedule for each of the conventions that I need to go to this summer. What I want is essentially to not have to worry. I don't want to have to worry about the money. I don't want to have to worry about the time. I don't want to have to worry about any of the reservation. Basically, I want to have all the stress of convention appearances to help promote my book hang out with my friends and and do all of that stuff be handled for me because it weighs on me so much because i don't know which ones i can afford to go to there's just so much so many decisions to make
1: you know that's funny that you bring that up because kim and i were actually talking today about san diego comic-con because Mm. we've we've been the last two years and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a lottery, so there's no guarantee we're even going to get tickets. So we were talking about, do we even try for the lottery this year? Um, and, of course, me, I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? We're always going to try, forever and ever, you know? So uh, um, I want, I really would like to go again. And I was telling her how you might, you might be there, too. Um, and she was like, that would be cool. Um, we could all hang out and whatever. And I was like, yeah, that's what we would do. We'd all hang out. Um, because, I don't know, it's just... a a unique experience when you get to go and do something like that. Like you said, hanging out, hanging out with your friends and stuff like dragon con was really a lot of fun this year. And, uh, Jameson is, um, currently set up for wonder. Uh, no, what's it called?
0: Awesome. Awesome con Con in Washington, DC. I really want to go, but who boy, it's between two other cons. I don't have a choice to go to. Right. So uh, I want to see, this is why I want this box. This is yeah. why I want these all this because then I wouldn't have to think. I would be going to AwesomeCon. I would be going to 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 StokerCon. I would be going to all the places that I need to be at and not have to worry about it. But now I need to make very difficult choices, and it frustrates me because I just want to do all of that.
1: Right. And unfortunately, uh, that's tough. Time time commitment. I mean, not even talking money, but time wise, that's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because most of these cons usually are usually are over a weekend but that means taking off a friday and a monday from your your day job you mm-hmm. know and that's hard that's hard to do four or five times a year you know
0: well um, my bosses are flexible but only to a point so right exactly I, and i was looking i was looking at maybe doing seven cons this year that's a lot it's yeah it's going to be tough anyways so yeah that's so a that, good one. that would be what i want to find under under my christmas tree
1: under your maple syrup tree in mm, Canada.
0: Maple syrup. Oh, my mom made these like maple syrup um, cream thingies. over oh, anyways, just, <laughs> they sound good. I like sugar so much, man. <laughs> it's a, miracle a desk I job is not great for you. <laughs> as 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 my as my lovely dentist would say, "It's a miracle you have teeth."
1: <laughs> so what's the uh, what's step three here? What's the third? Well, the third. The third
0: part? Well, now now we make room for the ghost of Christmas future.
1: Future, yeah. We
0: look into our destiny. We look into 2017. The doors are open to the new year, Paul, and their light glows on us and just warms our faces as we walk into this new year. Paul, the new year is going to demand things of you. Like nothing <sighs> is given in the demanding. world like if there's something we've learned from 2015, 2016 is that the world of publication, the world of the creative arts, the, 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 this new industry, in, in this new media universe that we're entering, she is a fickle and demanding mistress. I mean, we're not, like, we're not partners with her. We, we are her sugar daddy. Whatever we <laughs> receive from her, we must buy her dresses and jewelry and new cars. Paul? We're going to have to put an effort into making 2017 what it needs to be for us. And this means one important thing. And that important thing? Resolutions. Paul, what are, as a creative individual, an aspiring writer, an artist, your three resolutions for 2017 just give me one then we'll switch back to me and we'll go back and forth like that
1: okay so number three on my resolution list we're going to count it backwards to one number number three i would like to see ageless or uh anything that i write let me put it that way anything that i write move to the next level and the next level could be just be having an audiobook or getting some property interest, um, something along those lines, something that I've already written and that I've finished, or in some stage of finished. Okay, that's my number three. Um, I, I will e- ask. E- even if uh, it doesn't, even if it doesn't pan out, I'd still like to have someone interested in the property. See what I mean?
0: Okay, but that that is that is what you wish to happen. That's what the I wish resolution to happen. is how you're going to make that happen. Oh, Paul, I, see, I see. How are you going to make that happen? The power is um, inside you," says Ta- T- Tony Robbins.
1: This this one is uh, that's difficult. How how do I, how am I gonna make that happen? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to ask, beg, plead <laughs> with the powers that be to show some love. Oh, or okay. I can do this. I can do this. I will send out. I have you know. I have a few copies of Ageless. I will send out. As many as I can, as many as I have, to people who are important people and hopefully important people, and I will um, keep doing uh, keep the pressure on them to you know make sure that they read and enjoy and hopefully are interested.
0: Okay, okay. No, that's like being that's like saying I want to be rich, and uh, the way I'm going to accomplish this is by buying lottery tickets. Here's what you are going. Oh, I know. No, anyway. I am revising your resolution. Okay. And you will thank me for this. Here's I am thanking you. The in first the thing you're going to do is admit that you don't know what to do. I don't know what All to right? do. Perfect. First thing that you're going to do in 2017 is sit down, ask around, talk to people, talk to Adam from Ming Shares. I mean, he does properties a lot. He should know. Yeah. Even if he doesn't answer you because he is a busy guy, whatever. Look around for people that can help you figure out what you're going to do. Like, right. first step. Admit ignorance. Second step: figure out how to eliminate ignorance. Once you have these tools, once you know what to do, then you can you can implement. You have all of two thousand seventeen to do this. Just make sure you do it right. Don't just like, don't just go out on you know January fifth with a bunch of boxes boxes of books to the post office. Send them and then cross your fingers. That is that is passive. You need to be active.
1: Okay, I agree. All right. Thanks for amending my. Personal resolution. Absolutely.
0: I am there for you.
1: <laughs> Appreciate it. Alright, so yours. You go. You're up.
0: My first res my, my third resolution. I'll start at the bottom, much like you did. My third resolution. The bottom of the pile. And in a way, like this is again the the lowest hanging fruit, the easiest thing, the simplest thing that I must do. Complete ArcAndroid, Android, the sequel to Life Engineered, and my book. My for my my initial manuscript for the, the 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 Ed Greenwood group, finish these two ongoing projects and put them out in the world.
1: God, I have That's deadlines
0: one. for one of them, and the other ones I have people waiting for. I need to get off my fat derriere and get it done.
1: Uh, good. So, are we going to put a timeline on this, or no? Just twenty seventeen.
0: Well I don't I I have a timeline for for the Ed Greenwood thing like oh, yeah. I have yeah, almost yeah, yeah. nothing else to do and like nothing left to do I just need to 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 write like two chapters clean up the manuscript and send it in for a uh, for for a dev edit and um that I have a deadline of the end of January so that's pretty much my project until it's done Arcandroid I can probably do kind of in parallel cuz again I have <laughs> I seriously I have maybe 5,000 words left to write for arc android before i can send it to like do a do do a personal like quick edit and then send it to better readers it's so close paul both of these projects are so close to being done that's why it's so frustrating
1: okay so you can knock these out you got this yeah that's a good that's a good one Mm -hmm. okay so uh number two uh much like what you just said i'd like to get excuse me i'd like to get the sequel to ageless uh uh first draft wrapped up as quickly as possible so that's my number two and i want to get it um finished and get it into the hands of some readers and um see what they think and then there is a chance small chance um well at least small chance in the first part of the year that i will be uh putting it up as a uh draft well it's already a draft i mean it's already an idea but i'll be putting up a in a draft pretty 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 soon Um, and, uh, I might be funding maybe at some point this year, but I'm not, haven't made a decision yet, so I don't know. Um, that is what I would love to do. And along those same lines, uh, I would love to, um, get, uh, the Motor City Chronicles, um, draft finished.
0: Now that is a title that we have not heard in a long while on right.
1: It, It is, it is. Um, book one, and these are all novellas, uh, because they were originally supposed to be comic books, but no one that I know can draw except for one Canadian and he never draws for me.
0: (laughs) Paul, I don't (laughs) draw for me.
1: I know, know, man. I haven't um, drawn
0: in so long. It's depressing.
1: So, uh, anyway, um, I'd like to get that book one, um, finished up and in the hands of readers too. So, I mean, that, that's goes along with your third one, it's my second, my second resolution. And what am I going to do to do that? I'm going to work and set deadlines and make goals and meet those goals, which I am trying to do, you know?
0: And yeah, your turn. That sounds good. My second resolution is to have a new manuscript done by the summer that is not related to any of the current series that I have on InkShares. I want to create something that is separate from the Life Engineered and separate from God in the Shed. I have ideas, I'm working on them. I n- know a bit what I want to do, I just need to actually do it and get it into manuscript form. This is not because I don't like InkShares, I love InkShares, and if like there's a way of putting that on InkShares, maybe I will. I just, right now I don't have a spare manuscript and I don't like that feeling. Like when I finished life engineer, I had God in the shed, but now that I'm getting close to finishing God in the shed, I got nothing that is not already tied to either God in the shed or life engineered. And that is not how I like to have my manuscripts.
1: Good. I think that's a good one. And uh, you're probably going to think that I'm just writing your coattails. But my number <laughs> one was going to be start a project that is completely unrelated to anything else that I've ever talked about or brought up with anyone. And you and I personally, off air, have talked about a couple of the ideas that I've had. And I'd mm-hmm. like to flesh out some of those ideas. Um, and I get... don't
0: think you're copying me. I don't think you're writing my coattail. Because I, I firmly believe that if I were to ask any author what their resolution for next year is, starting a new project should be one of those.
1: Yes, I I agree. I agree with that. Um, But I didn't want you to just think that I was, you put me on the spot with these resolutions and I'm just going, yeah, I'm going to do what you said. Yeah. No, but I mean, that's that's my uh, number one goal is sometime during 2017 and it'll be probably later in the year. um, I'd like to start working on something that is completely brand new um, that I haven't worked on yet and uh, see how that goes, you know? Sometimes, and I haven't had a lot of this because I wasn't really, quote, a writer until I started working on Ageless, but sometimes, the way I understand it, you start a project, and it kind of dies on you, and uh, I, I'm I'm not that, I'd like to think, at least, that I, I'm not that way. Like, if I start really putting my time and effort into something, uh, hopefully I'll see it through to the end, you know? So something new is is my number one something brand new
0: I encourage that I like you said we've talked off air about some of your ideas and I want to see I want to see you push through that I want basically what I want from Paul Inman in 2017 is I want you to have a very concrete very like a, a, a make a proof that you are not just a one book guy
1: like, I don't want to I be know, a one book
0: guy. <laughs> like I know you're not that guy, but I want you to have like physical evidence of that. Whether it's just uh, it's, it's whether it's a first draft of a manuscript or a, a funding campaign. Like I want to see you, cause move move to your next book. Because like I've said, the reason why I'm getting the opportunities I have is because I had a second book. Right. Anybody that's like going, oh man, like I want my writing career to 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 move forward. Write another book. Oh, you have already got two. Write a third one. It's, Sarah, it's, a, it's Everybody that I talk to who is successful says the same thing. And that's the model I'm trying to imitate. And that's the model I want you to imitate,
1: Paul. I will. <laughs> I will. I will do my best. And I'm not just saying that for the sake of the podcast. <laughs> I yeah, will well, actually do my best. <laughs> I
0: will. I, I'm, I'll keep you on track, buddy.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm, do I'm
0: it. I'm going to be your taskmaster. I will, I will wear the leather high heel boots and brandish the whip that will keep you working.
1: Um, all this is metaphorical, right? <laughs> I don't need a dominatrix I mean, JF on my back. It, it
0: can be, but it doesn't <laughs>
1: have to be.
0: I okay. Mean, we're we're going weird. to Dragon Con, right, buddy?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And Dragon Con is full of interesting costumes. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's your number one?
0: My number one is for me to actually go back to um to some of my roots and act like a goddamn professional. I am a marketing director, I'm a graphic designer, I am trained, educated, and I have two decades of experience in the world of marketing. I want to become... I want to follow in the footsteps of the Jameson Stones and the Rick Hines of of, of Inkshares. I want to take a more active role in the marketing of my books and my projects. I want... I don't want to... God in the Shed is going to come out on June 13th, in theory, and I don't want to just wait for that date to happen. I want to have events planned. I want to have a lead-up marketing campaign. I want to get to that release and have stuff going. I want to be the marketing director of my own career, and once that's done, I want to also revive the marketing for Life Engineered, start marketing for the campaign for Arc Android. I want to do my job for me and for my books.
1: That is a great resolution, and I am happy that that's your number one because uh, like you said, I mean, this is what you do in your professional career at right now. And why you would not bring it across to your writing career, I, I I know why. Because you've said several times, you know, doing it for other people, great. Doing it for you, not so easy, you know. And that's the same for everybody, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, and and that's kind of why it's a resolution. Because it's, it's something... That I'll have to like I say, oh, I want to finish this and that manuscript and I want to write a new book. Their resolution, yes, but they're things that are guaranteed to happen because it's what I'm gonna do anyways. Right. Like I've just finished doing a bunch of edits, and what am I gonna do tomorrow during my lunch break? I'm gonna write more. Yeah. <laughs> and like I say I'm going to take a break until the edits come back, but for me that break is going to be mostly just writing more stuff. So, saying I'm going to finish manuscripts and write a new draft of a new project? Yeah, sure, of course. I I'm going to I'm also going to eat and the sun's going to rise. But being able to focus my marketing skills towards myself is something that I am not good at. I don't like to do it. I already do like 37 and a half hours of marketing every day at work. So I need to do more of that when I get home. It's going to be an effort, but I feel there's, there's several reasons why I feel it needs to be done. It needs to be done because if I want this career to actually take off, I need to, you know, work at it. Right. Yes, writing should be eighty percent of it, but I need to do that twenty percent of self-promotion marketing. The second thing is, I want to be able to—I don't want to say master, but become kind of an expert at marketing my books, so that I can. One of the things that bothers me, like I mean, we do this show, uh, we do this show, Right Brain, and I try to be maybe sometimes a mean, but a level-headed resource to help people with their own publishing endeavors. I want to be able to do that more. I want to be able to not just give wild theories based on the books I read and, and some of the research I've done about like, oh, this is what people should do to market their book, but I want to be able to use, to, to use real life examples. Like I did this and this worked, this didn't work, that you should do this. Like I want to be able to not just you know be a big talker, but I want to be like, be able to be an example and not just an example but also a warning about some of the things that won't work
1: yeah definitely well i mean i think i think that that is a great um your set of resolutions is is very ambitious and very achievable jf i know that you're going to do this and i believe in you buddy 2017 is is your year
0: it's 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 gonna be our year because i i feel that like Look, 2016 has been hard. 2017 can only be good. Maybe not. Right. We'll see. Anyways, it <laughs> it will be as good as the energy that we put in, and I feel right. that's important. And this is why like I want to like we're almost done with the show, but I want to encourage our listeners, make up your own resolutions like and write it down, like write on a piece of paper, tape it to you, to to your I don't know, nightstand or to your computer screen. Tape it somewhere that you will see it daily and remind you Today, I need to do at least like a couple of minutes to achieve one of these resolutions, right? Because I mean, it's so easy to forget to do some of the elements necessary to build this career, whether it's writing. Like, so many people I know say, Oh man, I have writer's block, I couldn't write a single word today. Well, in that case, do something else for your writing career. <laughs> You're I right? dropped something. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like if you if if you can't write, then research some uh, research a marketing article or um, look at some uh, look at making some graphics to send with your next update or just update your readers or like find something to do. But never spend a day not doing anything. If, if even if it's only fifteen minutes. I agree. I totally that, agree with this. So that that would be kind of like an overall resolution to sum up my whole point of view.
1: And if you have some uh, resolutions and you'd like to share them with us, you can tweet them to us at rightbrain underscore on Twitter. Um, You could also go back and listen to the backlog um, at jfdubo.com slash rightbrain or on iTunes. Um, uh, You can follow me. My name is Paul Inman and my Twitter is at PaulInmanSC. sc. And my Instagram is the same thing. And you can go to my website, uh, paulinmansc.com, P-A-U-L-I-N-M-A-N-S-C.com. Or you can visit JF's website, which I just mentioned, jfdubo.com, and slash everything that he's got there, books specifically.
0: (laughs) Well, there's this feature on my website. If you go to jfdubo.com, there's this thing at the top of the page that when you click it, it brings up what I guess you could call a quote-unquote menu and it gives you several options as to what you can visit on my website and one of these is books and if you scroll down all the way to the bottom of the books page you can sign up sign up for my newsletter
1: we're living in the future jf it's we are a living brave in the new world <laughs> it absolutely is uh we hope you guys have a great holiday uh season and a great new year and we will talk to you very soon
0: and yeah, and thank thanks for listening to us during this year, guys. It's uh, I mean, we don't get like a million listeners, but the ones we we get, I know are all creative individuals like us. And it's very um, humbling to have people actually listen to the show.
1: It really is, and we do very much appreciate you, or at least I do.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent because I'm French Canadian. JF's yeah. our,
1: our Scrooge, you know. So, all right. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> so again. On behalf of of, of Right Brain, on behalf of myself, on behalf of Paul and Paul's gigantic, illuminated, well-decorated shellfish tree, happy holidays, everyone.